There's a description in the Bible that Christians strive to obtain that I think as fathers, we ought to pursue as well. Welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. We're looking today in Matthew 25 at a parable Jesus tells of a master with three servants, and to two of the servants, he says some words that Christians long to hear said of themselves, but I think as fathers, we ought to pursue this same goal as well. If you're a dad who wants to embrace your God-given mission, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also get more content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want even more than that, then head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com. So this is a familiar parable of Jesus. In this parable, he talks about a master who has three servants, and the master has to take some sort of a trip. He's going to be gone for a little bit of time, and he's going to come back. Well, with the three servants, he leaves five talents, two talents, and one talent. Now, some translations of the Bible translate talent as a bag of gold or a bag of silver. In any case, the master leaves money with his servants. He gives this money to them. It's their responsibility. It's theirs for them to steward and to protect and to do something with it. And so the master goes away. And while he's away, two of the servants get to work and the other servant just digs a hole and puts the talent in there and covers it up to keep it safe or so he claims. When the master returns, he has a conversation with the first servant who he left five talents with. And the servant tells the master, he said, I took those five talents and I turned it into 10 talents. And this is what the master says. Well done, good and faithful servant. The second servant has a similar conversation with the two talents that he had, how he doubled them into four talents as well. And he gets the same description spoken of him. Well done, good and faithful servant. These are the words that Christians long to hear said of them. We want God to look at us and to say, well done, good and faithful servant. But I think as fathers, we want this said of ourselves as well. I think these are good attributes that we as dads ought to pursue and ought to aim to live out as dads. So I want to talk about these attributes, being good, being faithful, and being a servant. These are the three that I want to talk to you about, because what I don't want you to do is end up like the third servant, because he didn't do anything. And what was said to him is, you're slothful, get away from me. You're cast out. You're no good. And here's the thing about biblical slothfulness. It's not just about being slow or being lazy. It's about not caring at all. And because you don't care, then you don't do. Now, as fathers, I think we've been given something much more precious than silver or gold. Our children are treasures from heaven. They are gifts from above. And how much more should we try to be proactive 
with our kids and to steward our kids in silver or gold or money. Money is important, but our kids are higher on the totem pole than money. We as fathers have a responsibility first and foremost to our kids. And so I think we ought to strive to be good, faithful, and servants to them and to our wife as the leaders of our home. So let's talk first about what it is to be good. You could define this a number of different ways, but for today's episode, I want you to think of it in these terms. Honest, honorable, and upright. So with good being defined as things that are honest, things that are honorable, think about the things that you do and then ask yourself this question. Are the things that I do, things that I'm okay being public information, or do I feel like I need to keep some things secret? Because if you feel like you have to keep some things secret, then they're probably not good because they're probably not honest. You probably don't want that representation of who you are on display for everyone to see because it's not really who you want to be seen as. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. We are all flawed. I know there's some things that we do that we don't want to just be on display for everyone to see. There are things that, yeah, we want to keep secret from time to time. But are you trying to do things like that? Or are you aiming to be good? And these are honest mistakes along the way. Honesty, right? These are good things that we are trying to do. You can still be a good person and fall down. It's just a matter of getting back up because you're not striving to do bad things. You're aiming to do good things. You're aiming to be honest in your actions, honorable in your deeds. You're trying to be upright in the way that you live. You're displaying to your kids what it looks like to be a good person. You have to model that to your kids in your home. And the other thing that I want you to take away about being good is that you are not being omissive. So this is the third servant. He was omissive in what he did. He did protect the money. He provided security for the money. Not where he had to be very hands-on, but security was there. I don't want you to be the dad who just sets up some form of self-sustaining security for your kids, and then you're peacing out. That's not what you need to do. That's not being the dad your kids need you to be. He was omissive because there were things that he did not do that he should have done. And you don't always have to do everything the same way. I'll just say this real fast because it came to me. But the servant who took five talents and turned them into 10 and the servant who took two talents and turned them into four, I doubt they did everything the same exact way. There's not just one right way to go about this. There's not one perfect way to be a dad. This is where you have to step in and step up and assess your kids and listen to them and learn where they are and determine how do I become the dad that they need me to be today? That's something that each of us have to do. So just because you might not do everything the way that I do it, you just need to decide for yourself, am I being the dad that my kids need me to be? If you are, then great. I'm not going to judge or condemn you for doing the things that you're doing. I just want you to look at yourself and determine, am I being the dad that my kids need me to be? And you're going to do that by refraining to be omissive. 
don't get upset when you do some little things over here, but then you don't do all the stuff that needed to be done. And then someone gets mad or upset because you didn't do the stuff that needed to be done. Well, I, I did this and I did that, but no. Then you're just looking for excuses, just like that third and final servant. So part of being good is actually being intentional and being proactive and not looking for an excuse, a scapegoat, so that you don't have to do everything. Ask yourself, am I being good? Not am I being a good dad? Am I being good as a person? Am I being good as a husband, as a father? Am I being good in front of my family? Am I trying to be honest, honorable, upright, and I'm trying to not be omissive in my actions? That's what we're talking about when we're striving to be good. The next component is faithfulness. So I want you to think about dependability. I want you to think about consistency. Consistency all the time. Are you so constant day in and day out that your kids have hope in you? Doesn't matter what they're going through, they know that dad is always the same. Doesn't matter what circumstances look like. Are you the type of father to where when you have a bad day and you come home from work and you have that look on your face, your kids know to leave the room because dad's not himself right now. He's upset. He's frustrated. There's no telling what he'll do. That's not being faithful. That is not being faithful. We need to strive to be consistent day in and day out. Our kids need to be so assured of our faithfulness that they want to follow our example. Think about Isaac and his father, Abraham. We can read the story of Abraham and we can see that he made mistakes. There's grace for our mistakes, and I'm thankful for that. But overall, Abraham displayed faith on such a high level that his son Isaac, when confronted with death, chose to trust in his father's faithfulness because he believed that his dad had to be faithful to God. And if his father was being faithful to God, then he would trust in that faithfulness and ultimately trust in God himself. He was following the example of his father because he saw how faithful his dad was constantly. It doesn't just have to be about your own faithfulness that your kids see to God, but as they are around you and they observe your behavior and your habits, can your kids always count on you to have a smile on your face? Can your kids always count on you to be interested in their day, in what they're dealing with? Can they always count on you to give them that hug that they might need, to lend them that listening ear so they can vent about their problems? Can they always depend on you because you are that faithful? That's what we're talking about when we're striving to be faithful as fathers. And the last component is that of a servant. So I view this in this context for us today on this episode. This is us choosing willingly to be servants. So in that context, we're looking to exalt others and denounce our own personal needs. We're looking for ways to serve our wife, to serve our kids. When we serve our wives, our kids see that. 
They see that. That's one of the ways that we serve them by displaying what it means to be a servant. Because that's what husbands do. That's what leaders do. And as dads, we are leaders. The Bible tells us that as husbands, we are to love our wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. He gave himself. He denounced himself and looked for the opportunity to exalt the church. We look for opportunities to give to and to exalt our wives and to denounce our needs and ourselves. That's what we're doing as servants. Same thing with our kids. We are instructed to bring them up in the instruction and the teaching of the Lord. What did Jesus do with his disciples? He was guiding them, leading them, teaching them, instructing them, but he was kneeling down on the ground and he was washing their feet just like the servant would have done. As fathers, we are leaders and therefore we are servants. As husbands, we are servants to our wives. We lead our families through serving them. So think about how you conduct yourself and consider, am I serving my family? Now, I do want to say this. I do agree to some extent that as we improve upon ourselves, we are also having these ripple effects, if you will, that go out and benefit our wife and our children. When you take care of your health and your fitness, I think this is a benefit for your wife, and this is also a benefit for your kids to an extent. Because at some point, the benefits no longer continue to your wife and to your kids. If you're just getting big because you want to get big, and you're getting obsessed with that, then you're starting to forget about them. Here's a basic example. So let's just, let me tell you this. So my wife likes homes that are homey. So I will do my best to define what it means uh, for a home to be homey. In her words, her description of something that is homey, it is complete, it is together, and it's cohesive. And it's comfortable. It's warm. It's not overwhelming. It's not too much. It's just, it's just right. Okay. It's like, it's like baby bear's porridge and bed and chair, right? It was not too hard, not too soft. It's just right. My wife likes homey homes. Now, I, on the other hand, I'm fine living wherever because I'm very easygoing, but I love the sleek and modern houses. I love the houses. I would totally live in a house that is shaped like a rectangular box. I think those are so cool. I would live in a house where one entire wall of the structure was just windows. I would live in a house like that. If I put on my goal board, I want to have a house like that. And I'm thinking to myself, if I can make enough money, if I can work hard enough, and I can save up the money so that I can buy a house like that, then my family gets to live there too. They get to move into this dream home that I have that's patterned after you know, this Tony Stark look and this just sleek, modern masterpiece of a home. 
If I did that and I worked really hard and made enough money so that I could buy this multi-million dollar modern structure and I blindfolded my wife and I walked her through the front door and I took off the blindfold and I said, welcome to your new home. She would not be happy. Now, how do you think I would feel if that was my pursuit? I've dreamed about this. It's a goal of mine. I've pursued this hard so that I could have this because I want it. Because as I improve myself, as I obtain my goals, I help my wife and I help my kids. But not always. When we get so self-centered and so focused on what we want, we are serving ourselves. Sometimes in order to be a servant the way that you need to be, you have to look at what your wife needs and wants and what your kids need and want. And you have to look at your needs and wants and you have to figure out which of yours you need to do away with. Sometimes that's what being a servant to your family looks like. You might not ever be able to compete in a bodybuilding competition, but you can stay in shape and you can keep going to the gym for an hour a day. You can do that. But if you get obsessed with it and it deters you from being the servant that you're supposed to be to your wife and to your kids, then you have a problem. So just look at what you're doing. Look at your goals. Look at your habits and look where you're focusing your disciplines. And just make sure that in this attempt to improve myself in this way, does this actually have a benefit? that fits the needs and the wants of my wife and of my kids. Now, here's the thing. As we strive in these different areas to achieve these statuses of being good, of being faithful, and of being a servant, the beautiful thing about this is that when we do these things, we're doing a good job. Because what did the master say to the servants? He said, well done. And I think as men, I think as husbands, I think as fathers, that's something that we long for, we desire. Yes, we like to be appreciated. Yes, we like the work that we do to be seen and to be valued. But most of all, I think we appreciate most when our work is impactful, when our work makes a difference, when our work brings joy to our wife and to our kids. That's when we really do a good job. And I believe that if we will strive to be good and faithful and a servant as husbands and as fathers, I think we're going to do a wonderful job. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you so much for being with me, and I hope you will join me next time. Thank you again for listening to Fathering Our Future. If this episode has served you or you believe it will serve another dad in the future, make sure that you leave a like, a comment, a review, or share this so that it can reach another dad. And so that you don't miss out on another episode, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, for more great content, head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com.